With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, friends. So happy to have you here with me today at Radical Joy. If you've been here before, welcome back. If this is your first time with me, well, I'm glad you're here. Each Wednesday, I'm here with you talking about things that weigh on my mind and heart, hoping if you're feeling or dealing with something similar, we can adjust our perspectives as you listen. The more people I meet and the more places I go, the more I realize how important it is to make people aware of the fact that there is no shame in enjoying the parts of your life that are incredible. It's time for some radical joy. And this week, the three fingers pointing back at me are for being and doing what you are. This is always such an interesting question. These kinds of things come up in conversations, especially for those of us who are trying to stay on a journey of self-improvement. For as cheesy and or woo-woo as that may sound, I think a lot of us strive to do better every single day whether that's to be more kind, more loving, more open-hearted, more willing to accept new information, to integrate that into beliefs and knowledge bases. I think that most of us are almost always working to do better. I know that there are days where I try a lot harder than others. (laughs) Some days, especially around the holidays, it can get very overwhelming very quickly with things that we have to do that are expected of us, especially during the holiday season for friends, for family, for get togethers, for celebrations, those kinds of things. And I get it. We're always willing to give grace. The thing that came across my mind and I had it in my notes, I keep it in my phone, doing what you are, being what you are versus what you do and being what you do. I know these things sound very, very similar and perhaps indirect contradiction with one another, and maybe on some levels they are. It's something I just wanted to sort of talk out with us today. I am a writer. I am a singer. I am a traveler, a journeyman, a a gym goer. There are so many things that I am that are also things that I do. Also, whenever it comes to that, I want to be very careful to draw a very thin but very clear line between what I do as far as what defines me as a person, as an artist, as a contributing member to society versus what I do as an employee, as a person who needs income in order to survive in the world in which we live. 
sometimes, luckily for many of us, it can be both. I am a singer, and that brings me an enormous amount of joy. It is a very large part of who I identify as being, as both artist and, and creative human. I'm also very fortunate in the fact that I get to do that for money, which means that the comfortable living arrangement that I have, the food that is always on my table and in my refrigerator, the coffee that never seems to run out in my cupboard, <laughs> all these things are provided by the money that I get to make doing the things that I love to do that define me by an enormous amount of joy I derive in doing them, and they also just happen to pay. Fantastic. There are also parts of me that don't pay, that I still get a lot of joy out of, that I still consider part of my identity. Writing. I don't make any money off writing right now, and if I do, I'm not aware of it. Now, I have put some things out there that have had a, a, a minor modicum of success, but I've never really seen any money come back from them that I recall. And I need to change that, and I know I need to change that. A very good friend of mine that I've known since high school just published a book, and I would love to say that it is absolutely excellent. This book is outstanding. There we go. It is called Happy Jack and the Scary-Ass Book of Doom, and I know that it is the first of at least two volumes of this post-apocalyptic space future pirate amazing who has this very ribald sense of humor it is very on brand for my type of humor the things that i find funny are all over this book and i love it it's very very good it is also very dangerous because now that i know that my friend has done this and as much as i enjoy it I would love to know that I can do something like this, that it can be something that I can be incredibly proud of, as well as something that other people enjoy as much as I enjoyed reading this. Not just for the way it stands alone as a piece of literature, but also the fact that someone I love and admire as much as I do, this person, has made this beautiful work. And there are so many things in my life that are like that, where I tend to try to draw lines around these kinds of things. Because... I think in a lot of people's lives, if you'll pardon me for pointing fingers, I promise this comes from a good place, they derive a lot of identity from a job that makes them money but provides very little to no joy, that provides very little sustenance as far as their soul and the growth of themselves as human beings, as people who want to be better. And because they spend so much time there, I'm sure it's very simple to sort of slide off into that as part of your identity. And I just want to, to explore that a little bit. I'm not criticizing it per se. I am curious about it. I'm a little careful about it because I know there are so many things where people can use to define themselves. And I don't know that a job is the one where I'd want to start. It can definitely play a part in it. 100% yes. Is that the end-all be-all? I would warn against going down that road. It, maybe it's my artistic sensibility. Maybe it's just the guy that has been so incredibly fortunate to be able to put food on the table by doing the things that I love that, that inspire me to do more of things like this so that I continue this momentum and earning the money to live the life of, of comfort 
at this level to which I've grown accustomed. That's not a brag. It's not a flex. It's just me saying, hey, I'm really grateful that I get to do the things that I do and can still live you know, by myself uh, in a place that I really enjoy. You know, it's nothing fancy. It's a it's a two bedroom apartment. One of the bedrooms is a is an office. The other is well a bedroom. <laughs> and like I said, nobody around here ever goes hungry. And I feel very fortunate that whenever friends and I go out, that I can occasionally pick up the tab. You know, it's things like that that really make me very happy about the whole thing. Those are my earmarks for success in those kinds of things. All that to say, that is part of a job, part of a job. And that job feeds into who I consider myself to be. And so whenever I started thinking about these kind of things, it was like, all right, what does that mean exactly? Doing what you are doesn't necessarily mean doing what you are for a living. It means embracing those parts of you that need to be nourished making sure that they don't atrophy, that they don't wither away to something that you don't recognize or can't access any longer. I have a feeling that this idea of working out, if if we stay active and we go to the gym and we do the things that we enjoy that are physically exertive, is that a word? Things that keep us on our physical game. You know, I, I know that a lot of people do not have the same levels of activity they did whenever they were in high school or in college. I get that. Life gets in the way. Family, you know, making our way in the world. When we neglect that, those muscles start to atrophy and we start to soften if we're not careful. I'm not saying that is the inevitable. I'm saying that is frequent. I think that our spirit is very similar in that respect in that we need to continue to pay attention to that thing, to notice when that muscle isn't as strong, when that physique, when that form starts to soften. Okay. And I think it's interesting that perhaps with our minds and our spirits, the softening is actually, whenever I think of something that happens that is not favorable, I think of a hardening instead. Whereas the physical can soften, whereas perhaps the preferred would be hardness or solidity. In the mind and the spirit, I think a lot of times a flexibility is much more preferable. Where we continue to be open, we're malleable to new ideas, to expansion, especially when we're talking about our minds and what we accept to be good and true and right. Now, as soon as I say something like that, my my Southern conservative raising kicks in, and this is, again, not a judgment. So please, before anyone gets their hackles up and think that's what's happening here, understand that is not it. I'm very cognizant of that, and I'm being very mindful of it for all ears that are listening and all hearts that are open to this, or at least hoping they will be, Okay. Whenever I think of a spirit or a heart being open and accepting the things to more things, to all things, the first thing that comes to mind is trying to be very careful of that because if anything will do, nothing is just as good 
kind of mentality. I know I've heard very important people in my life say that all in my childhood. And I want to make sure that while being open to new ideas, to growth, to to accepting of more kinds of people, people who look, act, live, come from different places and different everything, that I'm also mindful that I hold to my own beliefs, integrate what I can to make those more accepting, loving, inclusive, as well as be mindful that not every single person whom I encounter is going to be someone who has my best interest at heart. I don't like to walk into something like that. I also know the world and the year in which we live, and I want to be very mindful, present, discerning. Is that okay? I hope that's okay because that's the way I feel about it. And I want to continue to do what I am, do who I am. I want to focus my intention and I want to devote energy and time to being a writer and not just one who likes to, you know, post little what I consider to be clever missives on Facebook to use either flowery language or sometimes very stern and fiery language whenever people piss me off while they're driving stupid. I want to do more with that language. I want to put it into something that is more than just an outburst or uh, an, a moment of elation. A lot of my posts, and I love them. You know, I'm that guy that goes back every time to Facebook every day and looks at my memories to see what it is, especially in November. November, I've been doing this for years. A friend of mine got me on the trick every day in November leading up to Thanksgiving. You give a... And you know what you're thankful for, an account of what you're thankful for. And now I've been doing it for so long, it's interesting to look back to see how many of those are repeats. Maybe said a little differently, maybe put in a little bit different framework, but very often those topics are very similar from year to year. I'm grateful for coffee. I'm grateful for my strong and capable body. I'm grateful for a job that I love. These kinds of things. And whenever they start to repeat, there's part of me that's a little bit put out with myself that I don't have just a little bit more in me that could be more creative. Well, you know, the, the list should go on and on. And the list does go on and on. It's just that not every thing that I want to be grateful for is something that I find relatable or shareable. So I don't. And it's one of those things too, where I think the things that really move me to sharing are the things that I need to put out for the world to see. I'll never forget one year I said that I was grateful for my penis. And it, you know, it was, it, it's, I make that joke a lot because I know God love you. Our women go through a lot. Okay. I know they do. They are challenged left, right, and center with, with wage inequality, with the putting up with us men's and our shenanigans and ridiculous and stupid and, you know, th this kind of came off as a little bit of a joke. You know, I can write my name in the snow or, you know, da-da-da-da-da. And I remember pissing a couple of people off and people that were, you know, in my church. And it was really interesting to me to watch that because it wasn't even aimed at me. I wasn't tagged. I wasn't told. It was just one of those things that kind of ran parallel that maybe they didn't think I would see, but I did. 
And I was like, oh. And the more I leaned into that, the more I was like, oh, you know, at first I was really embarrassed. And then I started to get a little bit angry because I'm like, who the heck are you to judge my gratitude? It went through a lot of different colors of emotion in that criticism. And then there was a part of me that was embarrassed that I had written about it at all, that I could have written about something nice, something sweet, something everyone could enjoy. And then I think about, and again, we're all over the place today and I'm fine with it. If you've ever seen a musical theater show or you know a, a show from the musical theater genre called Title of Show, there is this wonderful song called, I think it's Nine People's Favorite Thing. And the, the gist of the songs, I'd rather be nine people's favorite thing than a hundred people's ninth favorite thing. There you go. Little, little song missive for us right here in the middle of the episode. And it goes on to talk about like the intro to it. It's like, well, you know, if I wrote everything so that my grandma wouldn't be upset, you know, well, by the time that I got finished cutting it, she's like, and I remember the scene they're talking about, they want it gutless, toothless, and ballless. Don't talk about blood, bile, or blowjobs, I think. I can't remember. We're, we're, we're going out there, but I promise you, this swings back to the topic. It really does. If you're always worried about what your art and what your creative is going to do and who it's going to piss off because they can't see past the end of their own business, you're probably going to be in for a lot of writing three type paragraphs about puppies that your grandma would be so proud of. It's either puppies or kittens. I can't remember. Either way. I love that. I love it. It's not a criticism. It's a judgment. But it's not even that. What it is is an observation. If you continue to offer your art to the world, what it is that you came to do by what you think your audience wants versus what you were put here to say, chances are very good. You're going to get a very diluted, D-I-L-U-T-E-T-T-E-D, version instead of this powerful, dense, thick version of what you came to do, of what you came to say, of the art you came to make. And that that's what I want to do. I want to be the dense, thick, bloody, bile I want to be that artist to make sure that if it needs to be said because the artistic spirit, the creative life leads me there – that's what I want to do. That's who I want to be. That's the life I want to live. And I want to tell you, every time I have followed that, it has made me more. A stronger artist, a bigger human, a, a larger, fuller spirit. Okay? And I'm not saying that trying to be mindful of other people's feelings and, and reaction is wrong. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that there's an audience for all art. And there is an artist for every audience. Okay? What I am saying is that the art that I want to make, I would prefer it to be more like the, the stuff that nine people love. Instead of putting it out there for a hundred people to love as the ninth in their list of things they love. You know? 
And I think that's a very noble aim. Yes, fame is, is fun. Making money and the money that comes along with fame sometimes can be very helpful. Absolutely. Make no mistake. I think, I believe, I have seen that people who remain true-er to their artistic spirit and what they need to put into the world, those people will experience a deeper, more long-lasting definition of success due to their truism to what they believed versus trying to make something that they think the world will enjoy. Now, I could be wrong. There are people out there who do things that I would never. And they have, you know, some have achieved enormous success doing it. Great. That is their thing. And because it's their thing and they can do that, great. I, I hope they're enjoying it. I do. I'm still working to find what it is that I do that can make me wealthy, rich, just stinking, stupid, filthy rich. I, I am. You know, that that's one of my benchmarks for success, I think. And this may come across as cynical, and I don't mean for it to, but this is genuinely the way I feel. I think one of the few things that can insulate you from some of the worst things that can happen to you in the world, one of the few things that can do that the most effectively is is money. And trying to find a way to justify that want for that security and safety as well as being able to do a job for that money that does, doesn't crush my soul is a really precarious balance to strike a lot of times. Which is why I spend so much time thinking about doing what I am in order to find the success I would like to have to provide the security for myself and my loved ones. And people will often say, and I've heard it said many times, and I'm here to refute it in your ears right now. That is not always the case. You don't always have to work at a job you hate in order to make the money you think you need to protect yourself and provide security and safety for you, your family, your loved ones, etc. Whomever you feel responsibility in providing for. Just saying. A lot of people do, and a lot of people have found success in that. And to them, I hat my hat is off. Kudos to you, friend. Congratulations. I know that is not an easy bargain to strike. I know that is a huge trade. Thank you for making it both for your security as well as for the happiness and security of your loved ones. That's amazing. For all of us out here struggling, trying to find a way to live through a job that doesn't crush us. <laughs> And does provide that wonderful means of income and security while still cultivating this sense of creative and, and loving spirit and, and community. I have faith we're going to find it. And I think that a way that we do that more effectively is by doing what it is and who we are. How, how can I put that any more clearly? What you do is not always who you are. What I'm hoping for all of us is that what we do is who we are. So that we line those so much more carefully and clearly. And so it's 
easier. It's not a struggle. It doesn't feel like as much of a struggle. Whenever we continue to move forward in that vein to be successful. Is that the word I was going for there? I don't know. I, you can do it. We can do it. Again, every time I say you, it's a we. There's a way to go after what it is you love doing and still make the money you need to live. Okay? If not now, great. Please don't neglect that other side of you that needs your attention. Okay? I had a very serious conversation with a good friend of mine. I feel as though that in his married life that he is leaving himself out of the equation. He gives so much to everyone around him, to his wife, to his children, to the people who depend on him. He gives and he gives and he gives and he gives. And there's something wonderful and honorable in that. What is left for him? That's the question. The, the longer we live, the more we learn that we have to continue to watch out for us as well. If you're in a loving relationship, that's wonderful. You've got another tender. You've got another caregiver there to make sure that you get invested in, that you're cared for, that you are monitored so that you don't continue to give so much of yourself that you start to run low that they will also continue to invest in who you are, the good person, the artist, the creator, the, the strength, the, the word, the peace, the, the, these things, however you define your, where you put your free time. Some people call it a hobby. Some people call it a passion. Whatever you choose to call it, make sure that you make time for it. It makes you better. It makes you stronger. It makes you more worthwhile to the people you're trying to help, to your partner, to your children, to your community, to your organization, to you. <laughs> It's so important to make sure that those things aren't neglected. Well, geez, I just don't have time for that right now. Okay. It's the holiday season. Why in the world would you bring this up now? Literally every moment of every day is marked off by shopping or get-togethers or preparation or food or da-da-da-da-da. I understand that. Believe me. Trust. I do. I get it. I find that the more I have to do, the more productive I find myself to be. If I have a day that's got literally eight hours out of ten that are completely and totally scheduled and regimented with whatever, those other two hours that I have, I find I can get a ton of stuff done in that. Do you have that same experience? Do you feel the same way or is it one of those things where those two hours you just take a moment to breathe and get a drink of water because you feel so overwhelmed by the rest of it? Totally fine too. I'm just curious which one you operate on because I know where I am in this. If I have the whole day off, good luck with me getting any of this to-do list done, okay? It's literally sitting here at my right hand. I'm like, wow, I didn't get any of that stuff done today. Shizman. However, you give me a day where it's all day long, hot poker near the eyeball, don't move, don't flinch, just do what you got to do. I will find a way to get another seven things on that to-do list done and done well. Now, by the time the day finishes, all I want to do is shovel something in my face and flop down on the sofa or just fall into bed. Also fine. You know why? I earned it.
I crushed it. And then I have days like today where I had one or two things on the list, and I've still got, a, you know, 50 videos that need to be edited and voiced over. We all have a ton of stuff to do. I get it. I do. We also need to prioritize. We need to make sure that we leave at least some time in the day for us and what we love to do. Well, I love doing these things for other people. I absolutely do. I love cooking for others. I love cooking for my family. I love shopping for friends. I get a big charge out of giving gifts that people really enjoy, thoughtful gifts. I put a lot of work into Great. Yes. If it ends with for other people, understand that's like a, that's about a half point for self-care okay (laughs) it needs to be done for you for you for the sheer joy and pleasure you derive from doing it and it doesn't have to be hours and hours a day it doesn't it needs to be something you can't live like that sustainably it has to be set up in a way so that you can still have just a little bit of something for yourself okay You got to do what you love. And then that way you get to do more of who you are instead of putting on a hat or taking on a role because those things are, pardon me for saying, sometimes affectations. If you have to put it on or accept the role, understand by that definition, it's not you. It's something that is on you. I accepted a role, which means that I am not being myself. Tonight, James will be playing the role of cater waiter. Tonight, James will be playing the role of rock star. Okay, great. One of those is something I do for money. That's a hat that I wear. The other one is something I'm trying to integrate into who I am. And I get a little closer every time I get to take the stage. And which one of those do you think is going to make more for me in the long run? Not just by money, but just in the the whole thing. I got to look at the whole, W-H-O-L-E. And I got to figure out which one of those is going to serve me better. This one's taken some turns. We have been round about the mulberry bush this time around, friends and neighbors. It was a little bit vague when I started. I'll be honest. It was one of those things like do and be who you are. Well, yeah, that kind of seems pretty self-evident. That seems like a a no-brainer. Well, yeah, and we still need to discuss it a little bit because, you know, being who you are, some people don't know who they are. Some people are still working to figure that out. Hopefully all of us. There are hats we wear. There are roles we play. There are things we absolutely are. And we need to know which of those is which so we can know which sometimes need to be taken off and put on top of the dresser, which some not, sometimes need to be stepped out of costume and left on the hanger. And when we're out of that hat and costume and standing there naked for the world, what is left? And how proud we should be of that. And now we have tended to it and fed it and strengthened it so that whenever we are laid bare, that what is left is something we can be immensely proud of. I love this time we get to spend together. I do. These little half-hour chunks or more do me such a world of good. I love the opportunity to get to sit here and chat with you, and I hope you are chatting back. I do. I say this every week. I hope whenever, wherever you're listening, 
whenever I say something that riles you to anger or passion or whatever that you want to, you want to reply, will you do it? Talk back. Yes. Or are you out your damn mind? All of it is welcome. I want us to have a conversation. I want this to be a two-way street at least. Speaking of wherever you're listening, whether it's in your car, on your phone, on your computer, wherever it is, if you're the type to leave a review, we're always so grateful that you want to do that. Please leave us a five-star review wherever it is you listen. Make sure we know about it so we can send you a thank you. A little swag from us here at Radical Joy. We'd love to send that to you. Just reach out, send us your mailing address. We'll be happy to get that on its way. As always, thank you so much for listening. If this is your first episode, welcome. We're thrilled you're here. If this is not your first episode, hey, welcome back. Thank you for thinking enough of our conversations and times together that you came back for more. What a compliment. I'm so grateful. As always, we wish you all, all of the best, always. Whether it's at work, at play with family, whether that's a joy or perhaps a bit of a chore, please know we're so grateful you're here and you're listening. Love y'all. Don't forget, there is no shame in joy. I am not a therapist or a medical professional. If you're experiencing a mental health emergency, please call 911. This content and other content produced by CLW Studios and affiliated partners is not therapy, and nothing in this content indicates a therapeutic relationship. Any opinions of guests on this podcast are their own and do not represent the opinions of James or CLW Studios. Please consult with your therapist or seek one in your area if you're experiencing mental health symptoms. Anything in this podcast is for educational and entertainment purposes only. Learn more about James and CLW Studios. Follow the link in the show notes. Don't forget to leave a review and hey, we'll send you a sticker. Just send a screenshot and let us know where you want it sent. Have a great week and we will see you next Wednesday for another dose of Radical Joy. Love y'all.